0: you're listening to we used to be cool a podcast for moms we hope you'll join us each week as we pause the craziness to remember that we're not alone and that being a mom is actually really cool hey guys welcome back to we used to be cool episode what is it now four five um four Oh no, I think it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We are so excited. We have one of our friends, Laura Cates, which I keep wanting to say Laura Crowley because that's what I knew you as. Um, <laughs> Laura Cates is here with us. And it's funny because I guess I met you in grad school, but then during that time Hannah started doing your hair. Mm-hmm. So we kind yeah. <laughs> we yeah. kind of have different connections, but it's also been a lot of years since we've kind of been consistently in contact, but I feel like I still know what's going on in your life because of Instagram, but it's exciting. Yes. Thank goodness for social media, right? Yeah, exactly. It's so <laughs> weird. Like know things about people that you shouldn't kind of. It's like <laughs> I know i like I haven't I
1: don't think I've seen just seeing you in person in years besides like our husband's like work events.
0: Yes, I forgot about that. Party. Yes. I, know. I forgot. Yeah. That was another connection. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, so Laura, if you wanna just start and kinda tell us about your family, your kids, their ages, your husband, all those things, where you live, that kind of stuff.
1: Absolutely. Well, um right now we're living in Winston, Salem, North Carolina. We moved here coming up on four years ago, which sounds crazy. Um I was born and raised in Wilmington, met my husband in Wilmington, but then um, When we had our daughter, Emma, who's five, just started kindergarten. Um, Then we lived in Wilmington for a year. And my mom, who lives up here where we are now, said, you know, if you'll um, move up here, I'll keep her. You don't have to pay daycare fees. I said, "Okay,
2: we're on our way. (laughs) That's
1: amazing. We're (laughs) going. Amazing. So so we've been here ever since. And thank God we did, because um, we, not long after we moved, I guess a year and a half after we moved, we found out we were pregnant with twins. Um, so we had, that was the biggest surprise of our life. Um, I don't even know how to, uh, it was a shock. Um, no one can prepare you for that, but, um, so they are two and a half. There'll be three in January, two boys. Um, and no one can prepare you for boys, which you guys know. You've got boys, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then <if> we had <laughs> boys first, so we didn't know any better. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, Emma was like just a perfect little sweet child, and just and then it's like a WWE wrestling match in my living room <laughs>
2: every day. Um,
1: <laughs> it's chaos. So um, yeah, and then um, me and Kyle have been married. We've been together eight years and married for five, going on six. So yeah, um, that's a about us. That's, that's awesome.
2: awesome.
1: What are your
3: boys' names? So Wyatt and Carter. Cute.
0: They are so Carter, cute. I think they are just <laughs> adorable dear. and hilarious. Like I've told <laughs> Hannah before, and I told you this before we recorded, I was like, I love watching your stories of them, especially the boys. Um, You can talk about this, but how they yeah. sleep in the same room. Just kind of tell us how that happened because it is so cute.
1: Yes. So um, when we bought our house, of course, we weren't planning on three children. We were kind of planning on two. But we had this one bedroom that was really big. I was like, oh, cool. You know, Emma will be the oldest, like the girl, like she'll just have like a really cool bedroom, like sleep, you know, just thinking like this will be really neat. Then we found out we were having twins and it was like, oh, so sorry, Emma.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: getting, you're getting like, you got the little tiny room now. But, um, so of course it fit two cribs. I mean, it was literally like, it was so meant to be for us to buy this house and more wow. reasons I'll get into later. But, um, fits two cribs, two twin beds perfectly. Well, back in I guess gosh it wasn't long after they turned 2 like around January then um you know you hear that as a parent that like perplunk, you know of a child getting out of a crib. Yes. Um, and we looked them on her and Carter was climbing out of the crib. And Carter is our wild child. He's the middle child and I you know <laughs> It's true know, what he, they say. It I is swear. So true. It is so true. So he's the middle child and he's just he's wild and he's jumping out of the crib. But not only is he doing that, he's jumping into Wyatt's crib, like (laughs) climbing the dresser that is latched, like drilled, drilled into the wall, getting into Wyatt's jumping out. I mean, it's just this whole thing and it's not safe for anybody. So (laughs) unexpectedly at two, right at two, we had to switch them to um, like onto the, we put them just on the floor at first. And next thing we knew, they're just cuddling. Like, oh. I mean, it is like, we call it a snuggle puddle. It is like, and I want to just get up there in it. Like, it's the sweetest thing in the <laughs> world. It's just like, and they fight like cats and dogs throughout the day. But at the end of the day, they snuggle every night. Like, they are just that the is, sweetest. That and, is so sweet. <laughs> there's just something about like that twin bond. And I don't know if you got, either of y'all knew this, but I'm a twin. And, oh, I forgot. god. Um, yes I have a twin brother um and we were literally told our I was told as a girl my whole life that it skipped a generation in our family and that I would never have twins like (sighs) if I have a daughter she would have twins so it you know but I understand that twin bond is um it's just it's
0: really special that is is so cool that is adorable sweetest I know I just love oh god the pictures are so cute of them too like watching the pictures
1: yes and I have like I'll take videos of them like rolling along the floor together you know just like silly videos and I can't wait one day to like put it together like a montage of like (laughs) (laughs) sleeping together and there's two (laughs) beds in there and one of them does not get used they're always the same (laughs) Oh, <laughs> every night. <laughs> that
2: is a dream. That. I
0: love that. So sweet. so sweet. We're trying so hard to like make those bonds in our boys. Like we want yes. them to be tight like that. And it I mean, we yeah. are, they are, I think, but it's, you, yeah. you know, you're kind of forcing it a little bit. Like this is your best friend. Like you're, this is yeah. your partner for life. Like you have to yes. love them and treat them well. You gotta have each other's back. Yes, yeah. exactly. We want that. So and it, it is hard.
1: Yeah. And it's hard. Like you don't want to push them so close together that they you know yes you know go the opposite way Uh and i think the hard thing with being like a twin mom is it's always carter and wyatt you know everything's always the boys the twins and so i think as they're getting older just trying to make sure they have an identity outside of that like i'm car you know i'm not carter and wyatt i'm carter and i'm wyatt Mm -hmm. and yeah um so that's become important to me especially as they're getting older and um making sure because i felt that in school even though i'm a boy girl twin but um, you know, it was always more and more and John, more and John. Birth you know, just everything. So mm-hmm. trying to make sure um while I want them to be as close as they can, I want them to also be um be able to be their their own person.
0: Yeah. I guess. If that makes sense. Totally. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean I think we're Zan and Hannah to a lot of people. So we even oh, get that even sure. though we're not twins. Mm-hmm. I think we yeah. We get that too for sure.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um, so just because we're already on the topic of Wyatt and Carter, if you don't mind talking to us a little bit just about Wyatt's diagnosis and kind of how that's been for your family, no one listening knows. So if you want to just kind of talk us through that. Absolutely.
1: So that story starts at our 20 week ultrasound, um, you know, going into, I mean, the ultrasound where we found out it was twins at eight weeks is a big enough shock. Um, but a happy, you know, and exciting and happy. There were tears, then, <laughs> but you know, um, that, that 20 week ultrasound, um, I just had this weird feeling about the pregnancy from the start. I was so sick and I just felt like something wasn't right. Mm. Like, I don't know the entire, it was just like that mom instinct. I just felt uneasy about it the whole time. I was so excited. And even when we found out it was twins, I was like, oh, that's what it was. It was twins. Right. It's like, my, I knew it was twins. But then just something, and I'll never forget that day. It was September 1st, 2020 at 5.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And we I will n- never forget that day. And we were walking because I was considered high risk, being twins. Um, we had to go to the local hospital to use, like, a special ultrasound machine or something. Like, it needed to be a bigger appointment than, like, we couldn't just do it at my OBGYN. Right. So we get there, and um, the ultrasound tech starts, and she... Carter's baby A. So she did Carter first. Um, she's like so joyful and chit-chatting and like, oh, it's a boy and all this stuff. And then she gets to Wyatt, baby B. And I, this, you could just feel the shift in the room. Mm-hmm. Like immediately she wasn't talking anymore. She kept looking and like typing and doing different pictures. And then um, she did confirm it was a boy. And then she left the room mm-hmm. and said the doctor will be in shortly. And I'm just like, Kyle, something's wrong something's mm-hmm. wrong something's wrong like it I mean how could you not feel that way after right, that of course y'all we waited for an hour for that doctor <gasps> as he was oh looking my. over at the skin no one came in the room oh, <laughs> oh my, my I mean, gosh it was I mean we just tried to like keep our minds up it talk start talking about names and just things like that but that was the most I mean I truly have trauma from that day yes, <laughs> like I it bet. was horrible so um Then the doctor came in and um, he told us, you know, he went over like quickly over Carter. He's fine. And then he got to Wyatt and started listing everything that was wrong and said spina bifida. So that's his diagnosis. And um, it's funny, I'd heard of spina bifida like in my OBGYN appointments, they'd say, do you have a family history? You know, it's one of those Mm -hmm. like family Mm -hmm. history questions, but I didn't really know what it was. I didn't have any context as to really what it was. Um, So he starts. And I know it was his job. It was an older man. He was just trying to do his job. But I think, like, compassion would have been nice in that moment, you know? Mm -hmm. He just starts spouting off, like, um, paralyzed, um, developmentally delayed, no, like, parts of his brain were missing, um, hydrocephalus, shunts, like, just listing all the worst-case scenarios. Oh,
2: my gosh. Which Wyatt has
1: defied so many of those odds um, that were not in his favor. And, I mean, my whole world came crashing down you oh, know like God. I just I was shaking I was nauseous I was crying and I was like just get me out of here and mm. I had to walk through the whole hospital oh. <laughs> so I just like and I'll never forget I mean we're just kind of in shock and like my mom was at our house with Emma, and I just collapsed into her arm <laughs> like, oh what gosh. is happening and you know like it was just there was no and this is something I'm actually working kind of been in talks with the Spina Bifida Association of the Carolinas Is some kind of support for parents you know when you get a diagnosis like this and it's not you hear those doctors that I understand they're just doing their job and maybe not all doctors are as direct and worst case scenario as he was Mm -hmm. um and luckily I never saw him again he was just an ultrasound doctor you know whatever that would be but Mm -hmm. um just having some kind of resource for them, because of course, what did I get home and do? Google.
2: I'm sure you can guess.
1: Google. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, it's horrible. And, um, um, so I went down that hole, but if I had had, um, like at that appointment, they said, okay, here, I'm going to give you this person, call this person. They're going to set you up right. with a family that has a child, up that. you know, like just different mm-hmm. things like that. And so, um, Rebecca, about to do this at a a walk-and-roll fundraiser for the Carolinas and um, I had a little meeting with them and we talked about ways we can get some resources in the family's hands like we need every OBGYN needs to have like like a a contact to give these families because or else you just I mean it was horrible it was a full month of just worst case scenarios and just we truly weren't going to know until he was here until he was born how he'd be um, I did find an online community on um, Facebook, like a support group. Mm-hmm. So that did help tremendously. Like being and like I, that led me to Instagram with like hashtags. You know, like it's crazy. Like social media, what it's done yeah. um, of being able to network and find people. But
0: that's so, anyway. Ooh. That's our
3: story. <laughs> well, that's such a good idea about the support group. Yeah, oh, that's amazing.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and for so many other diagnoses too, like just moms. And when you're yes. in that room and someone, and there's nothing you can do because the baby's not even here yet. So like exactly. you said, all you're going to do is, is Google and start, and yes. try to figure it out and try to hope that it's, you know, it's, Oh gosh, I cannot yes. imagine the rabbit holes was, that you can get on. It
1: was, oh my gosh. Yes. Those late night rabbit holes. And just, um, but the, like the online support I found, um, you know, they say the pregnancy is the hardest part. Getting through those, you know the second half of that pregnancy of the unknown, mm. but as soon as they're born and you get them in your arms, and I couldn't hold them until a couple of days, but um, you know he had to have surgery to close up his spine. I don't even think I ever said what spine this it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you should you tell, tell us. A, yeah, I yeah, should. Okay. So it's it's called an open neural tube disorder. It's a birth defect. So basically, when he was in the womb, as soon as 24 days post conception, which blows my mind. Yeah, this happened to him and his. There's no reason. They don't know why it happens. It's just one of those random birth defects. You know, they've done all these studies trying to figure out why, like, is it genetics? Is it um, diet? Is it, was it that I was a twin pregnancy and Carter took all the full, you know, acid, you know, it's just, we don't know. There's truly no way to know. And um, so his spine was essentially open when he was born. He had a hole in his back. And so he just had um, like his spinal cord and all the nerves and stuff were just exposed out of his back. So they had to. Get it back in there and close him up. Wow. Um, so he, it's crazy, right? And mm-hmm. luckily, his is in like the lower part of his spine, where some kids it's born all the way up to their neck. And you know, oh my so they're like quadrant, you know, they have no sensation below the neck. Where wow. Wyatt just doesn't feel anything below his knees.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, bladder and bowel can be tricky with him. We don't know about potty training or anything yet. But um, so yeah it's, it's just one of those only like one and only like 1500 kids I think a year get diagnosed so it's actually pretty not very common yeah. um birth defects
0: but that's so yeah. interesting but he's and rocking I, and rolling he is so cute yeah. Murphy loves to watch videos <laughs> of him in his oh, wheelchair so using his walker <laughs> it's like amazing he's so oh. sweet Yeah, I just know I you're think, like, so I'm, proud of him too it's So I mean sweet.
1: he's just like truly like a ray of sunshine in God. this world like he is so happy and so like he doesn't let any of it stop him
2: mm-hmm.
1: um he's just he's gonna keep up with his siblings and um I think one thing I learned in support group is a lot of couples get uh, or a lot of moms get um kind of termination thrown at them at that diagnosis like right wow. then like you know he's they're gonna have no quality of life you might as you know I, that never happened to us. Thank goodness that would have just been heartbreaking mm-hmm. um, to be processing all that, I think, because we were twin pregnancy. But I'm like, gosh, I look at him now. I'm like, can you imagine someone saying Why? he didn't have a good quality of life? And he is literally the happiest child.
2: Oh, like, my
1: gosh. That's just the so sweetest. Sweet. And he's doing so well.
0: It looks, it looks like it. Walk. I mean, he, like you said, I can just tell from the pictures and stuff that you post, but also he's like amazing. Like the way he yeah. took to his wheelchair, the way he took to his oh walker, God. like he's just going for it. It's so amazing. amazing. Like
1: he literally, y'all, that got, I kind of didn't, I kind of pushed that to the back of my mind. Like he's, cause he can walk with su- major support with his walker and his braces and everything. So I had it in my head like, oh, wheelchair. We won't need to worry about that for a long time. And then we had the doctor's appointment. And she was like, "It's time. We need to do oh, it. Like, it's uh-huh. going to change your life." And I, golly, I like boohooed about <laughs> that because, like, I don't know. It just became, it felt like this like giving up step for me, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't at all. It didn't end up being that at all. Like he's walking more than ever now.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: but it, it, um, I don't know. It just I had a hard time a really hard time with it how old was he when um you did the wheelchair so this was just in july oh okay okay yeah so right at two and a half um so we got a loaner we're still waiting on um, the insurance of dealing with children that are disabled is a whole nother podcast oh i cannot imagine Um, (laughs) but um so we're still waiting on his actual one but like it was dropped off on a Monday and like by that evening we were like downtown at a brewery and he was all over the place in it like making turns and spinning around like it just was like this that makes me want to cry it was wild and because it's funny because I literally thought told our therapist like how in the world are we going to teach a two-year-old how to use a wheelchair like this is crazy and it just showed me like don't ever tell your you know like don't ever think that your kids can't like, they can right. do anything they put their minds to, and that you support them in doing. And I think that's really how we want to raise him. Like, um, not to let his disability determine how he's going to live his life. You know, if he wants to do this, we're going to figure it out and we're going to do it. You know?
0: Right. That is um, so good. That's so, and that's so good for every kid right like we're, yes, a, we're not gonna absolutely. let adversity or something that comes up stop us from living the best life that we can live like we're not no matter you know it's just I think that's so good and such a lesson absolutely. that all kids and all adults need to learn yes yes yeah I love that for sure so do you guys have like a support group in Winston-Salem
3: or other friends in the area that also have children who've been diagnosed with spina bifida
1: so, we don't have anybody locally, mm-hmm. but gosh, I've met so many moms, especially through Instagram, and we all follow each other and we, we cheer each other's kids on and share about different, um, different therapies. Like, we just traveled to Florida in July for a new therapy treatment that we learned oh, through wow. Instagram. <laughs> like, you know, it's, and that helped him so much. But um, the closest I know is Charlotte that okay. we've met. We've never done an in, in person, but I would love to do that. We've, we know some people in Greenville. People as far as New York, um, so we've we've really kind of found this little community online, and it's so fun um, to be able to see the kids and like be able to show those videos and things to Wyatt, and like he sees himself in those kids. You know, like uh-huh. he knows he's not alone. We're often here; he's the only kid in the wheelchair or with the walker, and everybody looks at him or has a comment, not always nice. <laughs> um,
2: really? So, oh my gosh! Yes.
1: Two and a half. I had this comment, and y'all, I saw red this weekend.
2: <laughs> you know I that mama do. bear. In yes. Sleep.
1: So we were um, at like an indoor play place. It was really rainy here on Saturday, and um, you got to wear all the flip out, You know, <laughs> so here we go, so we go there, and he's like going to get. He's got his braces on. Like I always clear it at places like that. Like he's allowed to wear shoes. And um, he's going to get on, like, a jumping trampoline, which he can jump on his knees. He jumps pretty high, actually, on his <laughs> knees. And it's, like, the cutest thing. And so he's climbing up the stairs, which he can do with me right there. And this girl comes up and pushes him out of the way so she can get up the stairs. Oh and it's like, mom. okay. You know, that wasn't a big deal. That didn't bother me because kids are kids. She right. was, like, four. She a kid. You yeah. know, four or five. It's okay. But then the mom, it's mainly <sighs> the adults, y'all. Oh. The mom comes up screaming at her, saying, what are you doing? That was so sober. You don't do things like that to kids like him. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Kids like him. And he looked at her like he knows what people are saying. He's right. a smart boy. Like, yes. Like, how about we don't do that to anybody? Exactly. Why did you have to add in kids like him and like point at him? I don't know. I that probably shouldn't have affected me as much as it did. But
0: like, nah, that I don't know. Rude. I
1: just, it was rude. Right. And just how about let's treat everybody with kindness and respect. Not right. just kids that are disabled, <laughs> you know. Oh, um gosh. So it's mainly situations like that, like kid parent it's typically the parents, I hate to say it, like not encouraging them, like if a kid is staring at his wheelchair, I and I don't know, being the teacher in me, I guess, like I'm like, Hey, how are you? His name's Wyatt. You should uh-huh. talk to him and like uh-huh. trying to start where the parents will be like, Don't look at him, you know, like stop staring or right. you know, don't touch his wheelchair and I'm like, No like, please. He wants to talk to you. Like please come up here and yes. talk to
0: him. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, I was, I, yeah. Thinking about that um just reminded me like I was listening to something earlier and the girl was her daughter um has a chromosomal defect, but she was talking about how um she nothing it, it something is better than nothing, basically, like I would yeah. rather you say something to me than say nothing mm-hmm. like I'd rather don't act yep. like we're not here, don't act mm-hmm. like you don't see yes. us mm-hmm. um, yes. Th- and that it's more hurtful than if you say maybe the wrong thing or something that you're not sure because you know, she was saying you know people are uncomfortable, they don't want to speak up, they don't want to say anything because they think they might say the wrong thing, and she's like, honestly, the exactly. wrong thing is better than nothing and nothing absolutely, so I, don't know. I, I totally
1: agree, yeah, I totally agree, and I think. Um, like, I don't want any kids to feel like they can't ask him about his wheelchair or can't come up and talk to him. And I think there's also like almost a preconceived thing that because he's in a wheelchair that he's developmentally delayed. And like, Uh, he's not, right. like, you know, he's not, which would be fine if he was, but he's a typical two and a half year old, you know, Mm -hmm. he loves Lightning McQueen and excavators, (laughs) you know, and he loves to talk (laughs) about him. And so um, I think that is also something that it, it happens and then when I like we were at the Habitat Restore and this boy kept looking at him and his mom was like kind of pushing him aside and was like it's okay and Wyatt starts I was like Wyatt show him some of your tricks and then it starts like doing spins and stuff and then so this, <laughs> then it came up. we had like really good conversation and the mom we talked to the mom and like there were two kids and Wyatt felt like a normal kid you this know so good. Um, and like having races like racing kids you know stuff Aww, like that so that's so cute, <laughs> like we really try to um, promote like that inclusion, and yeah, um, I know it's going to get harder as he gets older. And I, I'm not going to lie and say I don't ever worry about it. I worry about it all the time,
0: mm-hmm. um, but it's just something we'll we'll take it a day at a time, right? That's right. That's yeah. all you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do? Um... Carter and Emma I'm assuming they are just like in my mind if that's your brother then you're just like automatically going to be the most compassionate sweet kind children like it's going to just be part of their life and they're going to see people as people you know and I just think that's so awesome but like how do they respond and how do they treat Wyatt and all those things yeah they treat
1: Wyatt the same as any other sibling would you know like they don't treat him any different um Carter pushes him around I hate to say it you know they have that love hate I mean like I said it is Wrestlemania sometimes up there um but and he does it right back to him so and then Emma's super um and he's the baby so Wyatt's the baby of the family so that that He's the mama's boy, he's the baby. Yeah. But um Emma really mamas him and like loves on him and she'll she'll just be like, Oh, why I've missed you so much. I just love your chunky little face and she'll like like squeeze a little cheek. <laughs> <laughs> I Aww. mean, she um, she really mamas him and like he makes him play, you know, Barbies and makes him dress up, you know, like she really um does what a normal sister would do to her baby brother, you yeah. know? Um and so but I really think like my hope, I guess, is that we're raising them to be inclusive and to, um, you know, see him um, not see him not as his disability. You know, yes. Mm-hmm. But and and I and I'm hoping you know they're still little, so. Um, but I, I really am hoping that it's going to make them more accepting, and um, they don't really feel like he's any different. I don't think so. No. There's a little jealousy actually over the wheelchair and the walker, and um, they think it's really cool, and they
0: want one just like Wyatt. Of so, course, of course, um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. <laughs> I know you're raising them so well, and honestly, I feel like your background yeah. as a teacher is, and your your present job too, is it just makes yeah. you already kind of more aware of that need for inclusion and the need to, to treat people like people and all those things. So do you feel like that's kind of helped you like going into oh, it with that as your kind of trade? Yes, tremendously. And just,
1: um, having the ability to talk to kids, you know, like yes. being a teacher, we know, and you know, Dan, like we know how to talk to kids, like mm-hmm. where my husband, it makes him uncomfortable. If it's not our kids, like he's just, it's not what he does. I do it all day long. And so even now I teach fourth grade now. I used to teach kindergarten and first grade, but I'm in fourth grade now. And I, we talk about it and I tell Wyatt's story and we talk about, um, how to treat kids that are different and, um, about inclusivity and all that stuff. Um, so I think being a teacher, I'm, I'm hoping, I know it's not a lot of kids I'm impacting, but I'm hoping it can be like a chain reaction, you know, and, um, you know, and. You know, kind of spread that around, and I'm I'm hopeful for that for Wyatt. Like, as at our school, once he's there in kindergarten, we can kind of spread. He's the only kid I would know of at this point that would be wheelchair bound, um, but not bound. I didn't mean it like that. But a wheelchair user. Yes. Um. So I'm already like thinking of things we need to change at my school. You know,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: the world is not accessible for disabled people, and that's something I never, ever really thought about because doesn't it it had never affected us before but now being the parent of a disabled child most playgrounds are not accessible to him and we go to a store sometimes it's not always accessible even though places are supposed to be they aren't you know public schools aren't (laughs) most of them aren't right so um yeah so we're hoping that we can
0: make some small changes and yeah I think it's great I can (laughs) tell just from from your Instagram but the, just that you're such an advocate and just want people to be more aware and, and to yeah. know, and that's just so awesome that you're kind of using this to help others and benefit the world and not just your family, not just Wyatt, but yeah. you hope it'll yeah. make a big change. For sure. And not just kids with Sina
1: you know, there's right. just so many, there's so many other kids with illnesses or disabilities or, um, you know, different things. And Why can't we make the world an
0: easier place? (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. They deserve it just as much as a typical developing child does. And it's so interesting. I was listening to this podcast and she was saying, you know, our kids, she was talking about her daughter, spend seven hours a day making, conforming and learning how to conform to what the world expects of her. And so Mm -hmm. that other people will feel more comfortable.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So she spends all her time trying to be more typical and, instead yep. of the, and, and how much time do we spend learning more about disabilities or learning more about how to serve those people or how to help those people, yep. right? Like, what are we doing to get, yes. you know, to better ourselves? Because they're exactly. working really hard. Mm-hmm. They're working um, so hard. Yeah, yeah. It's just so crazy. But um, the, I just feel like, I don't know, I just love talking to you about it, but I just feel like you are the perfect mom for Wyatt. And it's, yeah, you oh, are thank, <laughs> thank
1: you. It um it hasn't been easy, but I truly I wouldn't change anything. I would I mean, obviously I wish he didn't have Spinabitheda, but I I just can't imagine right. him not being here and him you know, I think it it while I want it to not be who he is, it is who he is. You know what I mean? And I think it has shaped his personality and his disposition and everything, and I love that I love how he is and who he is, so I wouldn't change anything. Right. Um, Absolutely. So sweet. Yeah, it's so sweet, and it's just your whole family
3: is going to be different, and the world is going to be different. Like you're saying, you're making all because of his diagnosis. Like your whole life yeah. changed in that 20 week appointment, oh. And,
2: and oh my this god, is so cool! Yeah.
3: All the positives that have come from it, and just. It's yeah. obviously such a blessing to your family, I can tell, just by th- this conversation. It's so sweet. Yeah. I just love it. It really um, is. I can't wait to see the videos yeah. that Zan's I know, like, I can't wait to, yes. when we hang
0: up, I'm going to be scrolling yes. and showing Hannah all this stuff. Not because yeah. I don't oh follow you. <laughs> Hannah doesn't yes. have social yeah, media. No, no. Yeah, no, yeah, I just don't oh, have I social media. That. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not that she's not following you. It's that she doesn't yeah. follow anyone. So, so, <laughs> so you're not keeping up with the Taylor Swift
1: oh my gosh
3: well I actually have had a conversation about this this morning with Zan, so I do
1: know what's going on with that <laughs> okay good I mean because you know you would do my hair and we talk Taylor Swift all the time so I know that could be another <laughs> yes. episode but, exactly.
2: um, <laughs> oh my gosh
1: I do know all about it that's
0: so funny <laughs> I'm um, so glad so I don't want to shift gears, but I feel like it's a good time. We can just kind of shift yeah. if you don't care. One thing that, yeah. another thing, speaking of social media, that I saw you post recently um, was about Emma, because I know she started kindergarten, so y'all are going to school together now, which I'm sure is so fun. It's so weird,
1: if I'm honest, <laughs> but it's so fun at the same time. Like, I couldn't, I was so excited about it, but it's, you know, I've, I've taught for 13 years and always seen, like, the staff kids and the kids, and it's just like, oh my gosh yeah,
0: yeah. It's, just, um, it's the best I love it that's so sweet and I saw that a couple of weeks ago I guess it was when school started and y'all did your little um like Friday breakfast or Friday donut or something yes tell us about it yeah
1: so growing you know grow not growing up I guess growing up as a teacher or <laughs> whatever you know seeing my um I was always like the youngest I guess and so seeing, um, the teachers I worked with, they, there was one teacher, Lindsay, shout out to Lindsay in Wilmington, that, um, she had two girls and they had a Friday breakfast date every Friday and they would go, um, whatever, you know, bagels or coffee, you know, coffee, donut, whatever it was. And it was like a standing thing. It was like, there's thing to look forward to getting through the week. Um, Emma's not been doing well with the early morning. She's used to, um, church preschool that starts at nine o'clock and <laughs> we leave the house at seven fifteen, So she's been struggling. So that's also it's been helpful with that but um it's also just a time from just me and her Mm -hmm. and um she's the only girl we're the two girls in the house you know we got to stick together and you'll see this dan i know it's um (laughs) sunny like it's just like such a special relationship and i was the only girl in a family of five um so five kids four boys Mm -hmm. and i was the only girl and there's something about that mother daughter relationship. Now we can butt heads. We are so similar. (laughs) So we can butt heads and we are both super stubborn, but um, it's just such a special relationship. And having that time with her while it's only a few minutes, like, just like talk about our week and just sit down we always sit in there in the Dunkin Donuts has been our thing lately I would rather it be Starbucks but we've been <laughs> doing Dunkin Donuts and Magic um friendly. <laughs> budget friendly and girl loves a donut so um <laughs> yeah that's just like a little um tradition and we're gonna do it and I hope so when she's in high school
0: every Friday that's you so know sweet. um no. do that together I think that's so good. Like you said, just time for her. Like, I think that's so important when you have multiple kids, no matter Mm if twins, not just like taking the time with each one, like taking a few minutes a day even, or something where they get your undivided attention. I've been really struggling with that and trying to
2: be better about
0: that, especially just with a baby and, and Murphy, you know, he's, he's the, and someone told me this about a firstborn, like they're the only ones who ever had you to themselves, so like they're yes, the only like point. Moses yeah. Murphy was always there. So Sunny coming in wasn't that big of a deal because he was already sharing me with with Murphy. You know, it's like but yeah. Murphy's the only one who might remember or you know feel that feeling of like I have to share the now it. Yeah, and yeah. Then I didn't have to for yeah. a time and so just like acknowledging that and taking the time to show him that he's still you know at, you know part somebody that I'm in a want to build a relationship with and spend time with and honor as an individual and not just yes. one of the many. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: For sure. One of
0: the many. Yes. <laughs> Especially, you know, two or three, like it's, it's so
1: important and it's important for Kyle too. My husband, like, and he's so, so good about it. He, him and Emma have their little, little things. We do like bike rides together. Like they'll go to a greenway and go to a park or like he'll take her hiking. He like he was a big hiker. And they'll just drive up to like Chimney Rock, you know, or wherever. I forget where they go, but Pilot <laughs> Mountain or whatever and hike for the day. And like, that's their thing. And Emma gets really excited about the snacks in her backpack. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, chasing sweet.
1: waterfalls, you know, um, little things like that. So like making sure we have that, that carved out time. Mm-hmm. The boys, not so much yet. You know, they're mm-hmm. so little. Yeah. Um, they're, they're so glued together, you know, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but one day that'll totally be a part of it. Like taking, taking turns between me and Kyle and having that one-on-one time, um, to honestly talk to our child, you know, it's so hard. I mean, yeah, we're together, but gosh, when when we get home from school at four o'clock, it is like get dinner ready, you know, homework and, um, bath and bed. I mean, it just is bam, bam, bam. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're in bed. So it's so hard. Um, even, you know, with three of them for some of them to get a word in that, <laughs> you know, so um, <laughs> totally. So that, that's something we're definitely prioritizing. And even like with Emma, with the shift from preschool to kindergarten, it's been really tough. I'm not going to lie. Um, as much as she was so excited, I think the length of the day was really hard for her. And I think any big change for any kid,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, leaving the only school she'd ever been at for three years, the church down the street, you know, and then leaving that for this all new people, full day not not play like she was used to you know it was just very different and we've had meltdowns and we've had sassiness and talking about you know she's so tired and she's just shutting down and she has no control over anything she feels like and so Kyle he's so good about like researching and he's reading articles and things about like um 10 minutes you know Mm -hmm. and I think I don't know if you guys follow follow big little feelings
0: yes 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 yes, I do
1: Yes. And she talked, they talk about this too, like that 10 minutes of time, like us taking 10 minutes where, um, we spend time with her and we don't call any shots. Like it's all her, like if it's sitting down to play Barbies, like, I don't ask her questions about her day. I just am there and I play with her, you know, and then, um, her telling me what she wants me to play, you know, what she wants the Barbie to do and like really just giving her that control. So we've been trying that out the last week and it's been, um, it's been helpful but I've heard that
3: actually I was going to mention that a few minutes ago when you started talking about that I learned that on another podcast and
1: she had four
3: boys and she's like it would take 40 minutes every day
1: oh my god but
3: she's like but it was worth it because it meant so much to them and it was called mom time and each kid got 10 minutes to choose what they wanted to play with her and none of the other boys could interrupt so it's like okay this this boy all right it's four o'clock here we go it's your turn what do you want to do and he's like I want to play uno and she would sit and just play Uno with him for 10 minutes and then he would go play with his brothers and the next one would be like she'd be like what do you want to do and he'd be like Legos you know she's like it was so much time but it was so helpful and even for the meltdowns and stuff because that's what they really need is that one-on-one intention and like you're saying where they choose you're not asking Mm -hmm. questions they just make up the play and you play for 10 minutes so that's awesome I was literally Thinking the same thing, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, so and like and you think, were saying, the boys are kind of too young, and my kids, my well, Hank is only one, so he's too young for it too. But I always have that in my mind. I'm like, one day I'm going to be doing that 10 minute mm-hmm. thing with yes. of
1: them. Yeah, and even like splitting it up in the day, you know, like yeah. you know, um, and or Kyle, like me and me and Kyle will tag team. He's like, I've got Emma today, you know, and like we'll take turns, like things like that. Um, mm-hmm. but. I mean, I think it's so important. And just like, I think of like in this day, like being a teacher, she is told what to do all the time. You know, like kids, kids in school aren't given, I mean, they are, we try good teachers. We try to give them choice, but their schedules dictate dictated, you know, what they're doing at certain times of day, it's all made for them. And so for us to get home and then do the same, like tell them, you know, giving them that little bit of
0: choice and that little bit of freedom, mm-hmm. um, It's powerful, I think. Mm -hmm. That's so good, especially – Murphy's going to kindergarten next year, but I'm already thinking, okay, I need to prioritize that because I can see him struggling with that transition for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, I didn't anticipate it. I really – it's funny, and I taught kindergarten for eight years. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: how did I not see this coming? And now I'm like – I told her kindergarten teacher is a good friend of mine. I was like, "Oh my gosh, Emery, I I understand it now." All the parents that like would just come to me crying the first quarter of kindergarten because their
0: <laughs> child was was like, "Oh, miserable the behavior is so bad." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. so funny. They're just tired. They just need a break. <laughs> They're so so tired. Aww. They're babies. They're still so little. Uh huh. For sure. But, um. Okay. I was thinking just because we're talking about you working, are there anything, is there anything that you guys do um, as far as like routines or schedules other than that that you just shared? But like, is there anything that helps you meal prep or, you know, just any kind of hack that you feel like would help another working mom?
1: Yeah. Um, I think definitely like the meal prepping. We're not always great about it. We do try like, and I saw this. Do you guys follow? I don't mean to like keep talking about Instagram, but <laughs> Naptime Kitchen. Uh-uh.
2: What is it? Naptime
1: <laughs> oh, uh, Kitchen. She, oh, Kitchen. Naptime nap Kitchen. She's out of Raleigh. So she's, or no, she she went to Chapel Hill. They lived in Raleigh for a little bit, but now they're in Charleston. But um, she talks about like, she does like meatless or like pasta Monday and like to Like, so we'll oh, do yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And that helps with our like planning. Like, for us, Monday is breakfast for dinner, which is like a family favorite all the kids will eat it (laughs) like so we try and do stuff like like taco tuesday you know we try and like um kind of plan it out like me and kyle get together and he'll say okay this is what i'm feeling this week or this and we'll kind of plan it um that way and then we also and i know this is not true for every partnership but um me and kyle are very much a team for everything um he is i gotta chew this horn for a minute he is like the most amazing and I hope he listens to this. <laughs> he's the <laughs> most amazing. <laughs> I'll go. But he's the most amazing partner in that he takes on just as much as I do when it comes to the cooking and the cleaning and the stuff with the kids. And I truly don't know the moms that don't have that or, or the single moms. I just can't even fathom um, um, how strong they are and to be able to do it all because it's so much, you know, making the lunches and mm-hmm. doing all the things. And it's. Not every day is 50-50. Some days are 70-30. Some days are, you know, yeah. 70-30 the other day. And, you know, it just depends. Um, but knowing I have a partner that I, we can count on each other to, to help each other and tap out when we need to. And I think one you talked about that. I yeah. think the, the mm-hmm. second podcast about being able to say, okay, tap, at your turn. Yeah. I'm going to go take a walk or I'm going to go do this. Um, and I think it's taking a, it's taken a lot of communication for us being, cause we're both full-time working parents mm-hmm. and we need that time. Like yes, just yesterday, um, Kyle was like, why don't you need to get out of the house? Like, why don't you go do something for you? So I went to the mall shopping and literally that mom guilt that just creeps right in as I'm like getting ready to leave. I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? I can wait till they're napping. Like, are you like, go. It's <laughs> you know, like, it's fine. They'll be fine. But like it, the mom guilt is is so real. I don't know if y'all mm-hmm. experience that. Like, for sure. And he's their dad, of course, and he's fully capable. But I just I just feel guilty, and I shouldn't for taking me time and having some self care time. And um, I encourage him to do the same. You know, if he, I'll say, you know, go play a video game, or go on a hike, or um, go for a bike ride. You know, just it's so important that we give them the kids so much of ourselves and a hundred percent like i try we try to so hard but then we don't leave a whole lot for ourselves and i've really tried and i struggled so much when the boys were born and like why with all his complications um sure. i wasn't taking care of my mental health and um, i feel like i'm just now finally doing that and i feel so much better and I'm, i know i'm a better mom because of it i'm sure you know?
0: yes that's
1: i great. derailed there and i apologize
0: no no no, <laughs> no That was <laughs> fine that was perfect self <laughs> no we love that and honestly it leads me to my next thing because I feel like a big part of your at least your online presence is um your all your DIY projects and all of the things you do yes. at your house I don't know how you do it I don't know why you do it because to me I'm like yeah. that girl needs a rest but <laughs> <laughs> it's funny like
1: I um it is my self-care truly my self-care Um, and it's also like, I can't not be doing something. Um, I, I wish I could, but I'm just, and I feel like, I feel like I used to, I feel like in college, I'd lay around and, you know, like we, (laughs) we just like, I might lay on the couch watching. I don't know, but I, I, I need a project. I need something to do. And I, maybe, maybe because I am so busy as a mom, it's like for me. It's like something for me. Uh huh. And, um, it definitely, I didn't really start doing it. Like when we lived, bought our house in Wilmington. I would like paint rooms or I would like paint cabinets. I would do stuff like that. But it was the boys were born and I was still on maternity leave. And I was just feeling like I need to do something besides the white bottoms and make bottles and wash bottles and change diapers. Like it was just, I needed something to do. And so I was like, I hated something on like our built-in upstairs. And I said, well, I can figure that out. And I like, Kyle showed me how to use his like, circular saw or like jigsaw or something and i did it and i was like oh okay and then it kind of stemmed from that and i really liked it and it was like i did it while the boys were napping or like all three of them were napping at that point that those days are long gone but um, <laughs> i became like a nap time DIYer, is what we would call it. like what's my nap time diy today and um also i mean we're i'm a teacher so we are not um Financially, like you know, we're teachers and we're we're definitely like middle class. You know, we're not um raking in a whole lot of dough as an educator. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I would want something done in the house. I'm like, we can't afford to hire that out, so I just figure out how to do it on my own. Like building I mean, things or like wall accent walls or
0: yeah, the projects um, you do like blow my mind. I'm like I would never. I- <laughs> even consider trying that. Like on a if like even this week you made Adirondack chairs or something. And I'm like, uh, what? Yeah, I did
2: <laughs>
1: I did, and I need to still paint them. This is when like I'm self-diagnosed ADHD and I need to talk to my doctor next month, but like, I'm so bad. And this is like my husband's work. Like he can't stand when I do this is I'll leave, like I'll start a project and then I don't finish it. But, like, uh. <laughs> but I will, it's like, I'll come back to it. I'll get it done. You know, like it just might take me like a little bit. Cause I'm excited about the next thing I'm going to do. That's but so um I it's definitely it. like become my thing. It's like my hobby. And it's, it's just for me, you know? Um, it's like my escape. And I, I, one thing I really love is, um, Emma doesn't nap anymore. The boys still do. And they have like, her quiet time. I feel like it's like a 50 50 if they're actually asleep or not. Um, but she loves to watch me. And like, I have these little pictures of her with like a tape measure, like measuring things around my house. (laughs) And like, you know, so she, I like it because I think I'm showing her like she can do anything, you Uh know, like if, that's not a man's job. Like if she wants to use a saw or a hammer and build something um, and be proud of it, she can do it. You know, and I right. think um,
0: that that's important to me is that she can see that. So yeah, I think Murphy and Moses would like. I don't know what they would think if they saw me with the hammer and a saw. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I think I finally lost it, and I was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, I think that's great and I think so many moms could benefit not necessarily from a DIY thing but just from picking up a hobby or something fun that's just for you and something that you yeah that you enjoy and I think for the longest
1: time and I'm sure you know this and like teaching was almost like it was my job but it was also kind of my hobby like yeah like I enjoyed I really enjoyed like planning or like finding new resources or creating resources and when I had downtime and now it's like I'm you know, 13 years like burnt out on that like I yeah. do still enjoy it but like I need something else that doesn't involve children no,
0: <laughs> you, know, totally. between, you know and I mean, um so yeah it's so hard and we talked about this on one of I think the first episode like teaching is such a different beast as a parent because you're taking care of other uh, people's kids all day then you go home to take care of your kids and you're like oh yeah. my gosh all I do is talk to kids all day it is so true and it's so hard
1: because like Kyle's job I'm, like, looking at his little office here in the corner of the basement. But, like, he's alone. He's down here alone. He's on a computer all day. Mm-hmm. He talks via Slack. You know, like, they ran, you know. And meanwhile, me, I literally, I wish I had, like, something to count my minutes of talking a day. Or, like, oh, my yeah. word count. You know, like, a Fitbit, but for, like, talking. <laughs> because it's insane. Like, how much talking, how many decisions, how many times my name is said a day. Oh, it's my just gosh. crazy. And it's so hard because I get home and it's just like, oh, mommy's home. And it's just like, they all are like climbing up me and want to be with me. And I love that. So like what I do, is this is so stupid, I sit in the car for like <laughs> five or 10 <laughs> minutes by myself. That's <laughs> like, and quiet, And I'll like either listen to a podcast or I'll like scroll my phone. And so Kyle knows, I'll see him peek out the window like she's just having her quiet time in the car. <laughs> 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 before I come back in to the chaos. <laughs> That That's
0: is our so help. Good. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like this has been such a good conversation. I've loved talking to you.
3: I've loved it, too.
0: Aww, um, thank you. One thing you I was too. thinking, if you if you want to or if you can think of something to say to someone who might be in a similar, but maybe they just had their 20-week appointment and they oh, got yeah. news that kind of shocked them or surprised them or um, mm-hmm. has, has them worried, what would be maybe something you'd say to them or advice you'd give them? that's tough um it's gonna get better it's it's the
1: unknown is the worst part that that's be that would be what i would say so waiting and the unknown is the worst part um as a medical mom and then once you meet them and you get them in your arms and you snuggle them it just like it the worry didn't all go away but it was just like a it's a sense of relief and so just if i could go back and September 1st, 2020, 5.30 p.m. Laura, I would say the unknown's the worst. Like, just get through this.
0: Yeah.
1: Hold your baby, and it's going to be okay. Yes. You know, you're going to figure it out. Um, that's so sweet. So,
0: yeah. Well, that's perfect. That's awesome.
1: Um, okay, I have
3: a fun question for you before we end. Okay. Um, I want to know if there's any product or anything lately that you've been obsessed with. Maybe not a product, but it can be anything that you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm loving this right now.
1: Okay. You'll appreciate this, Hannah. Okay. Um, I'm wrapping my hair at night now. Oh, you are? <laughs> oh, I am. So I have like a hair wrap I got off Amazon, like a silk, like bonnet thing. Um, and because, you know, I have curly hair yes. and um, I just was frustrated with washing it and it being like such a fizzy mess. Um. And so I saw all these girls on Instagram that are using like hair bonnets at night, like satin, and it's like made the biggest difference oh in my, my hair. Gosh. So that's like my favorite product right now. Oh my, my gosh, brand new, that and is I want to order answer. more.
0: <laughs> okay so for your cover when we announce your episode i want to do a picture of you in your bonnet
2: oh my gosh that
0: is never happening no it's like i'm like i'm so sorry kyle turn off
1: the lights really fast like as soon as i have it on like, please, just turn out the lights and like let it be darkness because it is ridiculous oh my looking gosh, i love that That is,
3: hysterical. Yeah, that like, is hilarious
1: that's it's so funny
3: well that was a great answer
0: and um, this was a great conversation we love you so much
1: yes. Oh, thank you. Love you guys too. This thank is you so for fun. being
0: so honest and telling us so many things that I feel like are gonna help a lot of people, even those who just want to raise their kids better, you uh-huh. know? And and yes. have higher expectations for them. I think that's
1: yes. awesome. And we have so much to
0: learn from other moms. For sure. For sure. So true. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And you're so welcome. Guys, I guess we will talk to you next week.